Have you ever listened to a progressive liberal and thought, the wheel is turning, but the hamster is dead? The Kate Daly Show starts now. My question to you is, if you are elected, uh, you would be Massachusetts' first female senator. I would be. Would you be Massachusetts' first Native American senator? I would be their first senator, so far as I know, who has Native American heritage. Like anyone who's been honest with themselves, I know that I have made mistakes. I am sorry for harm I have caused. I have listened and I have learned a lot. And I am grateful for the many conversations that we've had together. It is a great honor to be able to partner with Indian country. And that's what I've tried to do as a senator. And that's what I promise I will do as president of the United States of America. Lion Elizabeth Warren, yep, uh, cozying up to the native Indian country, working with the Indian country. Um, I don't even know what to say. She's lied so many times that it's become the biggest joke. Um, I, pff, there are no words. Uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I'm Kate Daly, your host. I've got Uncle Melty with me. How are hello, you? Hello, hello. I'm good. And, uh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Is it a good Monday for you? It's the best. <laughs> I like that. And we've got Dr. Duke Festa from the Dr. Duke Show and FPE, uh, the school that's an amazing accredited school across the nation uh, in the best type of homeschool th- uh, environment you've ever seen because they actually have teachers that are pretty fabulous and a great curriculum called Truth. And uh, you can uh, you can be a part of that. Check into it, fpeusa.org. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Duke Pesta. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Man, where do we start? The loony, loony bin leftists. Uh, we know we were just having a conversation, uh, Uncle Milty and I, about 1990. Who gave us school uh, gun-free zones when we didn't even have uh, any violence really going on mm-hmm. very much at all was in 1990, Joe Biden, right? And he <laughs> leads. They say he leads. I you, you almost can't imagine between him and Elizabeth Warren and all of these loony leftists i don't know who's the bigger joke i don't know who is the the bigger the bigger idiot amongst them well the irony of biden is is that his own people now are engaging the rose garden strategy of keeping him away from people uh, <laughs> this is what you want right you right. want to you want a presidential candidate that you can't let you can't trust with his own mouth and you can't trust with his own hands god knows mm-hmm. so what you do is y- your best chance of winning is to keep him away from everybody i mean that's astounding when you think of it there's your front runner you've got a lunatic leftist in bernie who actually honeymooned in the soviet union you've got 120 1024% elizabeth warren a native american right who's now planning to uh, a comprehensive mm-hmm. plan to uh, be- to help native american communities largely by disavowing her own relationships to them mm-hmm. and then it goes it goes down the line with these guys we've got nothing but lunatic statements from lunatic leftists today it it's true and i'm not quite i'm not quite sure how to shed more light on it because even the joe biden controversy of him and i don't think about this 
who who actually thought that a gun-free school zone was a, a a great concept when we didn't even have a number of incidences at the time? This is the kind of, this is the kind of leftist loony loony talk. Elizabeth Warren straight up lied for years, even received funding to go to school based on a total lie. Yet she still lands in the race. Most people by by now would have been shunned off the face of the earth, but not these leftists. That's what just drives me nuts. Is that why don't they get the same sort of retribution that others get when they tell such a bold-faced lie? Well, you know, it's not even the Indian lie, which is has been well documented. She's been humiliated for it, and so that you know, a leftist has been humiliated beyond redemption. Mm-hmm. If all they can do finally now is tell the truth, uh, so she's already that, she already suffered through that one. She's right. she's. St- She's still re- re- uh, repeating, as is Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and a dozen others, they're repeating this, the Charlottesville lie that Trump somehow uh, was advocating for white supremacists. They mm. say this stuff every day without, right. the, without the slightest blush or hint of modesty, and all of their media outlets that prop them up, the left-wing ones, have nothing to say about it. It's amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I, sometimes there's just no words, and it's hard to see all this stuff pop up. I know there were a couple of stories that popped up, especially about de Blasio's wife and um, uh. Representative uh, Holland, uh, Hayland, however you want to say it. I, this is what amazes me, uh, that these people are in the news for this reason. Let's, let's, start, let's start in New York City. Okay. I mean, we know de Blasio is one of those presidential candidates. He's, uh-huh. he's, a, he's a self. He, he goes beyond a self-defined socialist. He's a full-out communist. Right. Mm -hmm. He's also uh, a radical leftist mayor in New York. And Donald Trump is more popular in Manhattan than de Blasio is. That tells you what you need to know, that to be a radical leftist and to be despised more than Trump in Manhattan is a special honor that only above grade morons can receive. But his wife apparently follows in his footsteps. So New York City, uh, because there are too many statues of men, uh, the New York City, they decided they were going to have a contest and have people write in and vote on what types of females, who, who should we build statues to who, wh- women's groups? And, and they specifically mm-hmm. didn't want individual women. They wanted collective groups of women because, you know, they're all a bunch of collectivist leftists. So one woman is not good enough. Name two or three collectives of women we can erect statues to. Bad use of the word erect, I know. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> the winner in New York, believe it or not, was Roman, the first Roman Catholic saint in America, Mother Cabrina, uh-huh. Cabrini who was a wonderful woman who just absolutely went to the mat. She's the patron saint mm-hmm. of American immigrants, right? right, right. So she, other than being Catholic and believing in God, which is a huge litmus test for the left, she, she checks every box on the list. So given that she came in first, the communist mayor, mayor's wife of the communist mayor of New York then decided she was going to ignore the rules of the contest because she didn't like the the outcome. Communists don't believe in God, so we can't honor Mother Cabrini. Mm-hmm. And she nominated instead, believe it or not, Two drag queens, two famous drag queens who were uh, leading figures in the Stonewall movement and in the mainstreaming of transvestism, two men who dressed as women were, were replaced they replaced Mother Cabrini. This is what happens in the loony left. Mm-hmm. You know, this was titled the She Built New York City what? program. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the oh She Built gosh. New York City. And he ends up disregarding the rules and making it drag queens. Men. 
I don't, you, and we have not yet reached the point. It's funny. A woman who identifies as a man were bullied into saying she's a man. No one has gone that far yet. Everybody knows that, drags, that drag queens are men dressed yep. as women. Yep. We, they haven't even bullied us that far yet. So she picked an actual me, two actual men to take the place of women. So two more statues of men in corsets now will be erected <laughs> at the expense of Mother Cabrini because, you know, that pesky God business. Oh, my gosh. Welcome to America. Look at our statues, all of our tran- tranny statues. I just can't even it, believe it. It sounds going. like something out of Babylon B. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. You were you were telling me about an article earlier, and it was, uh, Yo, it was Bernie. Uh, Bernie, uh, Bernie. Bernie took a trip to Hong, to Hong Kong. Kong to uh, to uh, lecture. lecture the the protesters, protesters in yeah. Hong Kong about how good they have it under <laughs> communism. Yeah, this is the this is the same Bernie who, if he had his way, would have flown to Tiananmen Square yes. and uh, brought a big bucket of lube for the tanks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I'm so horrified. I really am. We have a huge problem. And this article, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a headline. Um, Babylon Bee is a parody website like The Onion. But just the fact, you know, they they actually said this, and I was cracking up. Sanders bravely stood in the middle of the conflict between police and protesters, shouting at the ungrateful little dissenters that they don't know how good they have it under communist regime. (laughs) I'm I'm dying laughing at this and, and many articles that they point out in a total exaggeration where we have become totally insane. And this is de Blasio's wife, as you just mentioned, to to want yes. statues like this. I, They have to be insane, right? I think they do. I think yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, it also says that um, besides the two drag queens, they, they also want to build a statue to noted female abortionist, right? Oh. So that's what you're getting, right? You're getting a a noted female, a destroyer of babies, and you're getting men pretending to women, play women on stage. This is what passes for high level. And you mentioned something really important just now, Kate. You said about the socialism thing. We talked about Bernie. Mm -hmm. We talked about the wife of de Blasio, de Blasio himself. But I think one of the big pieces of news is we had a group of teachers in Chicago. These teachers, uh, socialists themselves, they desperately wanted to go to Venezuela, but they couldn't afford it. So they actually crowdfunded donations until they had enough money to take a trip to Venezuela. And once they got back from Venezuela, stepping over the carcasses and people eating dog meat and rummaging through old graves for jewelry and silver, they actually came back from Venezuela praising socialism and arguing we need to bring it to our own school systems. Um, and that's not on Babylon B? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's actually website? Uh, You know, they're sometimes aren't enough words this is one of them you just wonder how how these teachers in chicago where i know we're live right now can actually leave and 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 come away with that viewpoint on any given day you have to be some part of you has to have insanity you you have to be insane keep in mind this was a very brief trip and they Mm -hmm. were escorted around by Venezuelan, uh, this is a t- Potemkin village thing, ah, right? Ah, gotcha. And, but, but here's what these, these, these brilliant young teachers had to say. Quote, while staying in Venezuela, we didn't see a single homeless person. USA is the richest country in the world, yet there are homeless people everywhere. This is lovely. <laughs> and, and all of those apparatchiks who left America to mm-hmm. go visit the, the Potemkin villages in Russia, like Bernie Sanders, came back saying, you know what? I was in Russia for three days, and I visited one city, and I never saw a single gulag. Oh, my gosh. So 
So they got the state tour, and the state tour yep. included exactly what they wanted them to see, and then they were ushered off the property, right? Yep. Yeah, because that's how it, that's how it always happened in Russia, too. Many Russians that grew up in Russians knew that they had talked about gulags, but they didn't even actually get to see the gulags because they were kept very hidden and very away from the populace. So why? So they wouldn't realize their awful situation. That's why. This is just, this is getting comical and sadly so. Like a a sad, sad commentary for our day is when you have teachers, teachers that teach children that are walk away from Venezuela knowing they went on the state tour because you'd have to be an idiot to know that you weren't on the state tour. Well, I mean, it was Vladimir Lenin who gave us the term useful idiots, right? Yes. And I'm always eternally grateful that Lenin never called them useful tools because tools have a purpose. Uh, Socialists, left-wing group thinkers don't. But what should scare the devil out of you, these are the ones who are going to be teaching your third graders in our public schools. I'm horrified. I'm I'm really, really (sighs) horrified right now. Um, We're going to come right back with Dr. Pesta. We have so much on the docket today uh, to talk about and bring up because... You know, it's getting crazier and crazier. And I'm not, is everybody noticing this? It just can't be us, I'm sure. But it is. It's, you know, at what point does it finally, do people finally go, something's insane here. This is not normal. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. More with Dr. Duke Pesta and Uncle Milty when we come back. Cherokee Tribe. You little Indian, you. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I have uh, Uncle Milty uh, with me and also the great Dr. Duke Pesta from the Dr. Duke Show every Thursday. How are you, Dr. Duke? Hola, gringa. <laughs> so uh, we're just kind of laughing. The Elizabeth Warren, uh, the Warren lie just keeps it going, just keeps it going. Now she's on the apology tour for her lying, but whatever. Um, who's who's keeping track? So obviously not the media. But uh, but then again, I also want to mention the media because the media is very interesting in that these lapdogs, I always wonder when they're going to get to a point where they don't read the script any longer, where they say this insanity is enough for me. I've had it. I can't even read this script anymore, Emperor prop this up you know it's a hallmark of of just how stable and efficient (laughs) Mm -hmm. and civilized the united states is that in this day and age you can walk around like the socialist teachers like the the mayor of of new york's wife like elizabeth warren talking all of this utter nonsense Uh, the the progressive left they have Jettison. There's a reason they've jettisoned in the schools. Uh, reason, science is just, the scientific method is just a holdover of white supremacy. Facts and knowledge, data, all, none of that stuff matters to the left anymore. History, it doesn't matter. And the fact that they can walk around in their little Potemkin village mindsets, and we have a media that abets this. I think during the break, uh, Milty rightly pointed out, this is the, the media today does exactly the same thing Pravda did for the Soviet empire, propped it up in spite of the truth right before its eyes. But we know that, that from history, sooner or later, the, it took 70 years, but the, the Soviet fairy tale collapsed, and we found that there, the emperor really did have no clothes. But the American left, I mean, they're just rolling down the road and no one really is challenging them. And so it's just odd to see them this divorced from reality. Well, Pravda was the the, the official mm-hmm. newspaper of the Communist Party of the Soviet <laughs> right. Union. Pravda in Russian means 
truth. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't isn't it amazing that uh, that Bernie's uh, that that Bernie's Constitution, his rewritten one that he'd like to push, is Stalin's Constitution. Yet, if we taught yeah. about Stalin's Constitution, we would actually know that in America. But we don't, and so thereby, you know, the, the kids soaking that up, thinking that Bernie's right on the money with yeah. free everything. You know, in in the Russian language, there are there's a, a word for truth, mm-hmm. a word for our truth, and then there's a word for the state's truth, right? Mm-hmm. And that shows you very deeply what's going on there, right? That mm-hmm. the truth of the state. Is su- supersedes the other two forms of truth, actual truth and personal truth. It's the state's truth that matters. And that's what all these left-wingers want. They want not just statism in the United States, but they want globalism. I'll give you one more example of this. I mean, mm-hmm. this may be one of the dumbest ones yet. So we've seen the, the video from the, fa- the last week. If you haven't been paying any attention to uh-huh. world American news for the last two years, if all you saw was the news from this weekend, you would have seen Antifa beating people up, wearing masks, throwing rocks, taking hammers to buses, trying to drag people out of bus windows to hammer them in the head. Mm-hmm. If, if that's all you saw. Wow. And today, Democrat Representative Holland, uh, Deborah Holland from New mm-hmm. Mexico, proclaimed yesterday that far left extremist group Antifa consists of peaceful protesters who are just trying to protect Portland from domestic terrorism. <laughs> I can't believe we elect these people. I can't believe there are people that would vote for these people. And I can name a few. I'm, uh, w- does this just shock you that she'd come out with a statement like this when they're known for their violent behavior? She can't possibly even believe that statement. I, I don't know how yeah, she yeah. You know, the funny thing, it, maybe it's like the back in the 60s. Remember that Trina, Trini Lopez yes. folk song, If I Had a Hammer, yes, I Had a Hammer yes, in the Morning. Yes. Maybe, maybe somehow Antifa thugs dressed in skull masks, hammering on some poor little old people's butt, threatening to use the hammer to open their skull. Maybe it was kind of a, 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 a protest folk song. Sorry about that. That just cut you off, and I apologize. I had some music that started playing randomly, so uh, you didn't hear it, Doctor Pesta. Sorry about that. Can you say that just that that last sentence over again? I said, you know, if you think about the the folk song, if I had a hammer, I'd hammer all day, right? This 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 sort of proletarian folk song. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what they were thinking. We'll take our little hammers out into the streets of Portland, and we'll hammer away on the heads of anybody who opposes us. Maybe that's. Oh, it's I know. I know people out there are shaking their heads. I think they're happy to hear that there are people out there, especially like us on the radio, who are calling this out, who are saying how incredibly crazy and stupid this is, this kind of um, rhetoric that the media keeps reporting on and giving these people a microphone. The fact that these people make it into office when we only are supposed to select our most learned individuals in this country, um, we have an opportunity to elect people that will actually uh, stand by the constitution and we get the nonsense that we've gotten that it'll never cease to amaze me the 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 kind of people that we put into these elected offices but here we are in america i'd like to adapt a phrase from william f buckley who said Mm -hmm. once i'd rather have the first five random names in the phone booth booth govern me govern me than the faculty of yale or harvard university right and i think that is exactly true about our government today we don't need any more lawyers we don't need any more self-proclaimed learned men the Mm -hmm. the 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 government that the constitution found the founders set up was one that was really quite simple and it required only people that were morally honest 
and capable of paying attention to what the Constitution said to, to run the country. I don't know how we got to the point now where mm -hmm. every bill is 40,000 pages long and mm -hmm. people make a lifetime career out of being politicians and get rich doing it when back in the constitutional days you, ha you could only serve a few years because you weren't getting paid. You had to go back to the That's farm. That's right. So true. The other, on Friday I brought up the uh, real history of the Underground Railroad because a lot of people felt like Harriet Tubman was the founder because they tried very, very hard, even in Wikipedia, to make her sound like the founder. They didn't actually call her that, but they said she was the face of the movement, the spirit of the movement. And it was actually white guys, white guys and white congregations of religious people that as soon as the ink was dry on the ratification, that they actually started the process of this movement to uh, to erect safe houses and terms like um, like the conductors that would move people from, from space to space because there was a, a, a huge segment of our society that wanted to make this change because it had been so approved at the time and, and, and such a way of life. Okay, so how do you get that change to court. And so they set out to do this using a lot of money over decades and decades. Tubman didn't didn't belong to it till the very, very end. What? And so when I say this to people, people are like, well, I knew that. How come people don't know that? There's a lot of people that don't know it because they don't teach it in school uh, to this degree. All right. They don't really talk about it. They say the Quakers started it, but they don't talk about the white Quakers and they don't go into into a lot of history on it. But here's the question. And this is a question for you, too, um, uh, Duke, is that here here we sit with all of this, these media pundits that we were just talking about and all of these people that could be having a conversation about this on air. They could be reminding people of this, that we were a nation right from the get-go, including George Washington, that said, you know what, let's stop this practice and let's move towards change. And we did rapidly. Why is that conversation not taking place in our media? Because you and I and Uncle Milty have had a lot of conversations on racism and how we're the whitest racist nation in, in, in the world that we allowed this. And Marianne, headline news today, Marianne talking about all of our white um, privilege and, and white racism. It's kind of amazing. So the answer to the question, it seems to me, is that the left needs the appearance of racism to keep furthering the emotional mm -hmm. turmoil that goes on. Yep. You take facts and you introduce it into the brew here and there's no more anger because the, yeah. the progressive leftists and that starts with Antifa, goes all the way to the Democrat Party. Progressive leftists act exclusively on outrage. It's outrage culture. Their outrage indemnifies them from having to be moral and civil and nonviolent, because of their outrage, they can hate you, they can hit you with hammers, they can censor you, they can pull you off social media platforms. They need the lie. They don't need the truth. The truth gets in the way. In fact, they've even, progressive academics have even invented a word to undercut the achievements of white men, not just in terms of building, mm -hmm. not just in terms of math and science, but also in terms of creating documents that gave us the possibility of civil rights and human rights and gay rights and women's rights. That would be those male founding fathers. Mm -hmm. And the word we've invented to undercut, whenever a white guy did something first or better, especially in the social justice department, mm -hmm. we call it white fragility. Oh, you so white people, true. you're so fra you're so mm. fragile, Kate, yes. that you couldn't just let Harriet Tubman, Tubman take credit for something she really didn't found or primarily do. Right. If you were a if you were comfortable in your whiteness and you recognized how your whiteness was itself privilege and oppression, you would have shut your mouth and let the lie exist as truth. But you didn't do it because you're fragile in your whiteness. That's oh, what they would say to you. Gosh, and you know what's so interesting about that is they had to make it look like only black 
Blacks got together to somehow construct that with no money or communication or even with those terms, right, uh, being laid down because it did take an awful lot of resources to pull that off. But what's interesting is, is they don't want to make it look like the whites or the Native Americans helped in any way. And it was only the blacks freeing themselves from every white racist person in the country because we were all every single one of us was for slavery. That's how that makes that look, because she joined in the very end and did 13 trips and of the 13 trips and only the 70 people that she that she saved were a lot of family members they don't talk about that and we're missing just huge chunks of our history that could change the narrative of today black tribal chiefs who sold their own people to slavery that was the white man's fault muslim Mm. armadas who gathered up those slaves and disseminated them all throughout europe that was white people's fault Uh, every the the african-americans who owned slaves in this country that was white Mm -hmm. people's fault the native americans who owned slaves and there were a number of tribes who owned slaves that's the white man's fault Uh, the liberation that has come has come from anybody but white people. And so, that, again, that's the narrative you have to tell. Mm-hmm. The only way you can get our children to hate our country, to, pr- to prefer socialism over free markets, to see the founding fathers as, as irremediated bigots and hate- haters, the only way you can do that is to completely and utterly, A, lie to people, B, completely withhold the facts from them, and C, never let them read any worldview that would challenge that assumption, however rooted in fact and history it may be. I think a good way to honor Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. according to her accomplishment, would be to put her picture on the $10,000 bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there's just, you know, and, and you're right. He's right, uh, Dr. Pesta. I mean, you're right. This is, this is such a manipulated way of doing this. And I, sh- I hope, my hope is that media lapdogs will get to a point where they, w- where they will not read the script any longer. Well, they will not take the script and, and say that this is truth any longer. One can only pray that we would be a nation that would actually go, oh, that doesn't sound right. Are you sure about that? Because I don't remember our nation just being this racist nation. I remember a lot of people just coming here for religious freedom and, and economic uh, availability and opportunity. Hmm. You know, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, this isn't to say that we can't honor Harriet Tubman to the degree that she did participate in these things. I mean, it seems like to me that that the elimination of most of the the basic human evils that have plagued mankind for thousands of years, not just in America, Mm -hmm. have come from a lot of different sources. I mean, and if you want to start playing this game, and the thing that drives me the most crazy is why are all, why does nobody object to the bigotry and the collectivizing of the term white male? Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea that all white men from all different parts of the world are the same. Uh, Italian white men didn't get here. Uh, Irish men, in mm-hmm. some instances, uh, all different kinds of white men weren't part of what happened here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the idea that that when, we, when it comes to everybody else, we have to hyphenate, we have to pay close attention to where they came from in the world and be very specific. With white men, it doesn't matter if you're Aristotle or Thomas Jefferson or George Washington or Andy Warhol, you're all equally white, you're all equally evil, and there's no other way of looking at it. Well, maybe that's what we should do is start hyphenating white men. Irish yes. American, 1927. <laughs> and, and go further. Irish American, 1927, uh, not responsible for the American slave trade. Maybe yeah. that's how we have to start doing and, it, right? Yes. And isn't it interesting that Roosevelt was the one, uh, the first one, first Roosevelt, that said we don't want a hyphenated America? <laughs> and But here we are in a hyphenated America. Kind of interesting. Maybe we, maybe we should go further. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. More with Dr. Duke and Uncle Milty when we come back.
balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I have been plagued with esophagus acid, and it burns the esophagus. I've had it for 30 years, and I've had doctors give me prescriptions for it and everything. I never got rid of it. I've been on the balance of nature for about three and a half, four months. It is completely gone. I didn't even notice it. It has to be the balance of nature because it's the only supplement I'm taking. And I just wanted you to know that because it's uh, made a world of difference in my life. I just wanted to let you know. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, all new preferred customers will receive an additional 30% discount and free shipping on your first balance of nature order. You will also receive an extra $10 off on any additional set of fruits and veggies you purchase. This summer special will expire, so don't wait. Call 800 800- Two four six eight seven five one, or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Kate. They're open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I the Kate Daly Show. Pleased on a Monday to have Uncle Milty with me and of course the, well they're both fantastic. Uh, Dr. Duke Pesta. I'm surrounded by two fantastic men. What can I say? Dr. Duke Pesta of the Dr. Duke Show every Thursday. Check it out. And uh, and I'll tell you, uh, make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. You can actually get the podcast on katedalyradio.com. You'll actually see a picture of Balance of Nature on katedalyradio.com. Click on that. You'll get 30% off when you use the code Kate and also, uh, this is fruits and vegetables that are, it's an amazing product. I take it. My husband takes it. We absolutely love it. And there's a great fiber drink as well. But this this actual supplement can give you so many doses of your fruits and vegetables per day. All the vegetables and fruits you're probably not going to eat in a single day. But you're going to up your immune system. You're going to feel better. It can regulate your sugar. All kinds of things to improve your immune system. It is fantastic. Highly, highly recommend. Balance of nature. Um, so, Dr. Duke, we were just talking... And- And I want to talk about Andrew Yang because, man, money, if you can promise free or you can promise money, you are in the game of being a Democratic presidential candidate. It just shows you how far left the media has gone that Andrew Yang is considered to be a little too moderate among this Democrat uh, group of, of wackos, this 20 get wackos who are running for president. He's, he's, big, he's called a little bit more moderate, a little bit more business friendly. But my God, I don't know how this guy made his money. He actually came out and said over the weekend that by giving everybody in the country $1,000 of monthly free income, that's going to motivate people to work harder. Well, I can think of $1,000 worth of work I no longer have to do. I don't see how that's going to mo- motivate anyone. Well, it's, I, it's, it's, it's part of the fairy tale thing we've been talking about since we began the show. Yeah. I had a friend who went in and gave his employees all a big raise, hoping to get more productivity out of them. They all took a week off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the well, ugly here, here, here's, here's the question he was asked by his interviewer, Margaret Brennan. And part of your solution, Mr. Yang, is to give everyone $1,000 a month This is universal basic income. It's been supported by Mark Zuckerberg, other entrepreneurs. But how do you actually say this is going to incentivize people to work? Mm -hmm. Isn't the American dream about working hard? Yang, well, Americans will work even harder when they get the resources in place to actually get ahead. I'm sorry. Is is $12,000 a year Mm -hmm. going to give you the resources to open a business, 
mm-hmm. or to uh, invest in the capital you need or to uh, uh, become an entrepreneur. I mean, my God, I, may, maybe if and why stop there? If the purpose is to give people enough money to make them motivated to use it in the right way, why not give them one hundred thousand dollars a month? Right. Exactly. I mean, it's just so bizarre. Yeah. We'll just keep well, taking then, from everybody. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's going to pay for this mm-hmm. with a value added tax oh, on yes. each transaction businesses make Mm -hmm. and it would be levied on all companies (laughs) you know when are people going to realize that businesses and companies do not pay taxes they just pass them back on to us i know what'll end up happening that's a brilliant observation what's going to happen milty is andrew yang gives everybody a thousand dollars charges businesses for it businesses then pay everybody a thousand dollars less and charge them social security fees. Yep. There you go. Yep. And do you remember when Obama gave everybody a thousand to two thousand dollars uh, that that qualified for it because mm-hmm. he wanted to energize the economy? Did yes. it? No, it didn't. Nope. And uh, do you remember the business in, in Washington State where the guy paid everybody the higher salary? And mm-hmm. even those mm-hmm. people working there for years and years, the interns were paid just as much as them. And there was yep. huge resentment. Oh. People started leaving. The business went down in what, a year, a year yep. and a half? Yep. And then how about those businesses on the West Coast mm-hmm. that were only charging people for food what they thought they could pay? And so you had well-off college kids who just got sick of eating cafeteria food coming over there and taking mm-hmm. advantage of it all the time. And the whole thing went under. I mean, it's unsustainable is what it is. Oh, and by the way, uh, the average Donald Trump tax return under the tax breaks is about $1,000. So $1,000 is a big deal unless Donald Trump's giving it to you. Jeez. <laughs> you know, they did try. This is the funniest part to me is why why proof is never brought up because none of the things that they talk about have any proof to them. You can't instill a communist regime here and have the freedoms that we do. You can't you can't introduce socialism and still have the freedoms that we do. You can't introduce a universal income that's already been introduced in other countries that didn't work and they had to stop the practice of. There's so much proof that things don't work, yet why is the proof never brought up? If you're one of the many so-called poor in this country who have a roof over your head, you got a car in the driveway, you got a cell phone, you've got one gaming system in your house. Look at the statistics on the so-called poor in America. 95% of them have all of those things, plus food stamps, plus heat assistance in the winter, all those benefits, Mm -hmm. COBRA insurance. Now you're going to take those people. And rather than encourage them to get off social services and go find a real job or educate themselves, on top of all that, you're going to give them a thousand bucks a month. The so-called 40 million unemployed will be unemployed yes. will be 60 million in within two months of that program. Yes, and by the way, the country I was talking about that just failed, and that was fin- mm-hmm. Finland. That just mm-hmm. failed. Go Actually, ahead. the first failed <laughs> universal mm-hmm. basic income program was started in 1795. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and failed. And failed. Yep. Well, you could even go back to the right. Puritans, right? Yes, the yes. very first uh, American mm. uh, ec- economic system that the Puritans used in the 1620s yes. was a big collective, right? Everybody mm-hmm. made their stuff and dumped them in a big warehouse, and you could go in and take whatever you wanted. That Farming. started as early as 1620. Yep, and then what brought us out of that? Oh, I don't know, a little thing called capitalism, when each person <laughs> had their own property and was told that they could keep That's the benefits right. of their labor, and they started they started Producing realizing like that, that they, they did. They produced like crazy. There was even a little uh, Chinese a group of people that started doing that in China under their oppression and uh, finally found out, but the farmers got together 
and decided that they would keep any extras that they actually cultivated themselves in their farming. And they actually flourished. And because they were flourishing, of course, they got the big, you know, eye looking at them, um, the, the yeah. China government eye looking at them because how, why are they flourishing and nobody else was? And then they were assassinated. And then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, you know, when are we going to learn? Because there's so much proof well, that it doesn't. Think about the difference between Hong Kong and China. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong is rich. It's independent. The British did a great job of governing there for a long time. The difference between Hong Kong and China is people in Hong Kong are free. They're not in China. That Hong Kong never wants to attack anybody. They're not building up their military forces. They're not preparing for global war. They're not trying to colonize the moon. They're happy, prosperous, educated, intelligent people. And that has to be snuffed out by the communist Chinese. And we've got an American government that's either blaming Hong Kong, see Bernie Sanders, or staying out of it, which is an odd choice for Republicans to make. It is. It is. We we have a lot of proof. We understand that these things don't work. The fact that they keep getting spun and spun in different names and changing, which we've talked about before, changing the definitions to words and everything else. By the way, now if you're ordering, uh, say, 1984, the book, on Amazon now, now you have to be very careful of people hijacking books and then changing the wording inside of them to, to mean something totally different. And uh, Amazon is saying, we're not even going to, we're not even going to police this. The people are going to police it. The people <laughs> are going to bring this to attention if you find something in the books that are, that's wrong, that you know is wrong, and then trying to get an edition of a book that is actually a normal edition, the, the, one of the first editions of these books, is going to be hard to find. We need to keep our eye on that, too. It's book uh, That's right. Wow. And yeah. it's like Wikipedia, where anybody yeah. can just say anything, is now being applied to the classics of world literature. This is what the left always does. It's not enough to change the future. You have to eradicate and transform the past. So we're going to – I call this the Wikipediaing of the classics. Yes. That any unscrupulous actor can change or distort or remove huge swaths of classic books that don't toe the liberal party line. And Amazon's not going to do anything about that. They're not the least bit. In fact, they'll reach in. If they don't like what's going on, they can reach into your purchased books on Kindle and they can scrub what you bought away, as apparently they did in this instance. Back in the 19th century, uh, the great Christian writer Dostoevsky was a huge critic of socialism. He saw, he, or he predicted that, that communism was coming to Russia, died in 1881. During the last 70 years of the Soviet domination from 1970 to the late 19, 1917 to the late 1980s, Uh, Dostoevsky's books were available in Russian, but with hundreds of pages removed, all the pages that criticize socialism. (laughs) And um, besides blue jeans, Westerners were smuggling in copies of the original authentic Dostoevsky so Russians could Mm -hmm. read their great author according to what he actually said, not what the propagandists let them see. Mm. Are we really that far away from that now in our own country? No, because no, even we're on... Past it. Yeah, and even on Amazon, you'll find, like, down and out, right? A look at brutal behavior among starving people, right? And uh, and that uh, this woman, her self-appointed task of rendering the book more palatable, so this is an example of her handiwork. Charlie, a boastful race rapist, described how he lured a young woman into his clutches by saying, come here, my chicken, I called to her. And in her version, it's just come here, I called to her. And there's little subtle changes going on in these books. We have to be very careful. I don't know if most people are aware of this kind of changing up of the of these uh, editions of older books. I don't think people realize how they're being changed. But yes, they are all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the greater tragedy than all of that Mm -hmm. is we're not even raising a generation of kids who could read those books if they got their hands on them. I mean, at some point, you're not going to even have to start editing the old books because we'll have educated no one to be able to read and appreciate them. It's so true. Um, be careful out there. Be careful. A lot of people are getting their books on Kindle, and, and um, there's rarely a, a printed book anymore that people are um, actually ordering. Do you still order um, books in print? I like to have something oh, in yeah. my hands. Oh, but yeah, see, I, I don't like electronic readers at all. Okay. I wondered about that. What about you, Milty? The only electronic book I have is the Bible because it makes research easier. <laughs> Yes, that's a good point. Okay, but uh, we do have to be very aware of this. Amazon is not going to be watching out for you, and some of your favorite classics might be getting a rewrite. But I'll bet you any money, if somebody took a liberal classic like to Kill a Mockingbird Mm. or uh, any books that are the the Communist Manifesto and started – undercutting the socialism in them by slipping capitalism in Mm -hmm. to argue against Marx, I'll bet you in two seconds Amazon would be all over that. It'd be banned nationally. So again, it's okay to gerrymander Orwell. Orwell Mm -hmm. warned us about globalism and communism. You can gerrymander him all you want, but I do not think they would allow uh, someone like Marx to be treated the same way. Yes. And going back to statues that we started out with or the loony bin leftists that are running for president, Marianne Williamson, still talking about removing the um, Andrew Jackson Oval Office portrait as part of an yep. atonement for the Native American treatment. We never talk about who the Native Americans took the land from. We only talk about the fact that we had this battle. But anyway, go. Well, you in, in Seattle, Washington, to this day right now, you could walk and see a statue erected in the honor of Vladimir Lenin, mm-hmm. who's responsible for about a million dead Russians. Not a word. No concern about Russian immigrants in this country. That statue stands. It's a public landmark. It's a testament to Seattle's leftism. And it's never coming down. I want to know why stop at the portrait of Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, what's next, of course, is always the question. But like you said, with de Blasio's wife, you know, and her statue nonsense and irrationality, and then with this kind of irrationality, um, you know, why don't we have an honest conversation about the past and and whose people take land from and that every single battle that's ever occurred in our history in, in our history of the world has occurred because a group took land from another group. And this is just how it has been done. There, there, but for some reason, we have this penance hanging over our head, like in your when you were talking about uh, we are just a white, racist, horrifying, horrible people because of our whiteness, and look at all the horrible things that we've done. But never mention the fact that the Native Americans took it from other tribes that were Native American. Th- th- this is where we lose our history and context, how important that is. You, you ask, why can't we have an honest conversation? Uh-huh. It's because those honest conversations make the functioning of liberalism and progressivism impossible. Yep. To actually have to contemplate and understand is the antithesis of what they want, which is to uh, become enraged and to be irrational in the defense of the cause. They cannot, an honest conversation can in no way, shape or form uh, further advance their politics and they're never going to have one. Yeah. I didn't see the Native Americans that took the land from other Native Americans actually, you know, give land and do all of the things that that we have done. And this is why a look back on history might be a good thing. What if you brought this up in class? What would the reaction be? Well, these kids are so ignorant. I have brought it up in class. And when I mention the Iroquois or the Mohawk or Mm -hmm. the Apache, Mm -hmm. right, and talk about what they did 
not just to their own people and other mm-hmm. Native American tribes, but to Mexicans for that matter. Yes. Uh, when you think about that, and, and you know, my kids have never heard it said before. They get kind, they get angry until I demonstrate the truth of it. At which point, they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed that they'd never heard it before. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah, honestly. That's, that's an honest conversation. Yes. If you have an honest conversation that says, hey, look, I'm not excusing white depredations yeah, in America right. by pointing out what Native Americans did. That's an honest conversation. And when you have it with them and you can back up what you're saying, mm-hmm. they change their minds. That's so not what true. the left wants. That is so true. I love that clip I play sometimes of the person saying what was in the Constitution until she was asked, well, where is it in the Constitution? And she said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it. You know, that kind of thinking. Dr. Duke Pesta, you are a gem. Check out the Dr. Duke show on Thursdays. Uh, Google the Dr. Duke show. I'm the only gem who gets older and less valuable. Thank you. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Thanks so much, Dr. Uh Duke. We'll be right back on the Kate Daly show. Don't go anywhere.